Hey guys, welcome to Storehouse Media. We're so excited to have you joining us this week. Our heartbeat is biblical doctrine, so we are here as a resource to provide the gospel and biblical teaching and how those two things are inseparable. Join us every week as we tackle different topics regarding faith, life, and truth, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Storehouse Media, the normal invitation. Uh, not invitation, I guess it's more of a welcome. A welcoming. But yeah, me and Gama in the house, I- Israel in San Antonio. Um, not on the tech tables. Nope. But probably the tech tables have been brought to us. They have, but he's probably listening. Yeah. So shout out to Israel Lopez, uh, for helping us get this whole thing kicked off in the beginning and being a big part of it. Oh, huge part of it. Um, so, uh, we are continuing on in this series we missed last week. Uh, some scheduling conflicts. Then I got sick the day we were going to record, but. TBH, it was a really nice week. Honestly, to have a week off was refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and only the faithful ones yeah. noticed yeah. that Man. we did not have we, a week. We had some faithful ones. Yeah. Some of y'all are real. Some of y'all, how dare you? <laughs> some of you guys you are falling behind. Yeah. Uh, but we're excited to be back, and we are following along in this series that we're doing. We're going to be on episode six of uh, The Value of Life, right? And so we've kind of gone through some different things. Uh, looking at you know identifying the reality of God according to Scripture and according to 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 discovery yeah. right that that we can land on the fact that there is a God who created and that in that creation He had an intention behind His creation and behind giving us life yeah uh, and then the, we can even see inside of that that God, that God has a desire for us that we would enjoy everything He's given us yeah. right everything's kind of a gift that He's given us and we should be enjoying that. But also noting that, yes, it was given to us to enjoy, but our enjoyment shouldn't terminate on that thing itself. Our enjoyment should roll up in worship to the one who gave it to us, right? Absolutely. It's like if your parents bought you a really nice car and then you praise the car and not your parents, right? Like imagine bowing to your car and be like, oh, thank you, car, for being mine. Yeah. Like it's silly. Right. And, and even your parents would be upset about that. And you would even say that's horrible. Yeah. It's the same thing for us when we take God's gift of creation for us to enjoy oh yeah and then to act like that's god itself man it reminds me just it it reminds me just the things that exist here on earth like for example there's there was not as much now because of the time we live in but there was a controversy of whether or not christians should even seek therapy you know what i mean yeah uh like oh should i see it there and medicine stuff like that that. honestly like absolutely not because god gave those Mm -hmm. as means for us to be able to seek him yeah um but just like you said it comes to a point where like are at the end of the day, you're going to thank the therapist right. or you're going to thank God mm. because he put the therapist in your yeah. life or the medicine. Right. And there's people that are on both sides. Yeah. They're against medicine and those that praise medicine, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we want to make sure that our our enjoyment and our praise is always aimed in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, so t- this episode and really where we're going to start moving in our direction is we're going to start getting a little more specific uh, over these next few weeks. Yeah. And, and today we're going to do kind of a general overview ultimately of what, what is it to be a human? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In comparison to the rest of creation, what is it to be a human? What's, what's the difference between a human and anything yeah. else created? Yeah. And, uh, let me say this, you know, before we jump into the text, uh, there's an old Latin phrase that would often be used about humans that we were the Imago Dei, mm. right? And, and ultimately what that means is that we're the image bearers yeah. of God. 
And so that's kind of something to think about that in all, and, and that includes the angelic race, right? The angelic yeah. race is not the image bearers, Mm-mm. only humans. Yeah. In all creation, only stars, humans. Yeah. galaxies, the sun, yeah. the moon, and none of that bear God's image. Mm. Humans do. Yeah. So in that's one thing to think about, and I, I feel like I'm I'm not really jumping ahead. I'm just going on a lot of tangents before we even get to our point. Uh, but I, you know, a lot of us we're so like I need to go to the mountains to experience God and to the and I'm like you can because all creation testifies to the glory of God. Yeah. But in reality, humans are the 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 greatest expression. Oh yeah. Aside from Christ Himself, who also is God, but humans are the greatest expression of God though tainted with sin and destroyed yeah right we're the greatest expression so in reality you want to you want to mingle with the Lord you want to get to know him greater fellowship with one another is the most powerful part of it oh yeah right absolutely so all that being said uh, we want to look at what is it to be a human right because yeah. th- that's the direction remember this is the value of life and we have talked about these other things. Because those are a part of our life. Yeah. But now we want to start really looking at what is the, you know, the essence of our, we are a human, right? You, yeah. In the, you know, the, I, I'm big in the CrossFit world and stuff like that. You hear a lot of people talk like, well, you know, you, you, you know, you're in your car this many hours a day. You're on your phone this many hours a day. You're in your house this many hours a day, but you're in your body from the moment you're born to the moment you're dead. Mm. What are you doing with that? Right. So even yeah. in even in a secular world, a secular fitness world, mm-hmm. they're going, hey, it's important to recognize what it means to be a human. Yeah. And I even had a realization probably last week, man, as I'm s- just struggling with all the ins and outs of me, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and uh, kind of coming to this realization, man, like. What if I've been sleeping on the complexity of what I really am? as a human yeah. being, right? And and maybe it's so far above my head because sin has so blinded me. Yeah. That I really do just need to submit this whole thing to the Lord and let him do his work, right? And that's what sin does. Mm. It suppresses the complexity and the beauty of creation itself even if it's looking at the mirror. Like here's the thing, you should look at the mirror and say that is God's image. Yeah. You should look at the mirror and say, that is a human being with all the complexities that we're going to talk about today. But sin causes us to look at the mirror and be disappointed mm. and feel guilty. Yeah. And look at everything else except for Christ yeah. and who he is and who he has called us to be. And don't get us wrong. Like we, we want everybody to do the best that they can. Be as sure. athletic as you can. Uh, be as as athletic as you can. Be as healthy as you po- can possibly be. But don't exalt yourself either. You know yeah. what I mean. Uh, sometimes people believe in a little God on their shoulders because they exalt themselves so much. Like yes, take care of yourself, do all these things. But understand, we are image bearers. Mm-hmm. That means we're a reflection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The moon yeah. without the sun is it's nothing. Just a rock it's a rock space. floating in darkness. We wouldn't even know it's there. We, yeah, exactly. Same with us. Without yeah. God, we would be nothing. Yeah. You know? So just going off of what you just said about sin and how it's blinded us, Second uh, Corinthians 4, verse 4, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe 
They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Yeah. Right? How did he blind our minds? Sin. Mm. Right? He tempted us into sin, and so we fell. And so we can basically skip our whole second point in the notes and just move into the... <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so let, we're, we'll lay out sort of a, a biblical... I guess argument. Yeah. Um, which is not important. that anyone's really arguing with us, but uh Well, I mean Paul, he'd say, and in case any of yeah, you guys yeah. want to say anything, here it yeah, is. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Rhetoric's important. Yep. Uh so we're gonna look at Genesis chapter one, uh, and then uh, you know, a few verses out of that just to look at what God created in people. Uh and then we'll go into into uh, what you know, kind of what Gama and I just touched on, which is how sin has corrupted that. Yeah. Uh, then we want to look at the gospel of Christ and see, okay, what did G like, what does the gospel do for us right yeah. in this problem? And then lastly, what does the gospel do in us to, to be reconciling or restoring yeah. God's plan? And so starting in Genesis chapter two or Genesis chapter one verses 26 through 31, this is what it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the livestock, all the wild animals of the earth, the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image, right? So there's our Imago yeah. Dei. Uh, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Yeah. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Rain over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have made every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green, green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the, the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God overlooked, or God looked over all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good, mm. right? So first thing we want to know, and now we could break this down word by word, but again, our goal yeah. is to look at a human. And so what we read is that God made us to be like him. It says yeah. our image to be like us. And so there's the Imago Dei, the image bearers. And the point of that is that the rest of creation, right? So if you, if you look at the created order, God creates the stars, the planets, the universe, uh, he's the one in charge of the seas, like everything that God created and named yeah. up until the sixth day, uh, God was in charge of, yeah. and then he creates animals and then he creates people. And then if in chapter two, right, God brings all the animals before Adam that he would name them. Yeah. Whatever a person names is what they're in charge of. They have possession over it. Yeah. And so God named the earth and the universe, and he named man. Mm. And then man named the animal kingdom and was to move about and reign over all of it. And so the idea is that if you're walking along and you see a stegosaurus strolling through a field, that stegosaurus sees you and it goes, that's an image bearer, right? So yeah. They would look at us and go, like, that's yeah. glory. You know, yeah. that's glory. In the same way we would look at God and be awestruck. Yeah. We were, like you said, like the moon reflects the sun yep. in the same way. And so that's what it means to be an Imago Day. And so let's let's do something really quick, right? Because it's easy to just sit and go, oh, the Imago Days were better than all over the creation. 
let's look at a few parts of being a human, right? And the first one being the miracle of consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? I know uh, for myself and I'll, I'll, you have a little bit, you got something to say about that too, right? Yes. Okay. So just a, a quick thing. I remember watching a few debates between theists, not even Christians, but just theists and atheists. Mm. And one of the questions that the theist would always, always, always ask the atheist, where did consciousness come from? Mm. And there's never an answer, right? And listen, to the credit of the atheist, in in humility, they go, we don't know yet. We're trying to figure it out. We don't know yet. Mm. Props, man. Don't try and make stuff up. Just say, uh, I don't know. Right. Because that is that's a gigantic question that has to be asked because consciousness consciousness so far. And I I was talking with uh, a friend, Mason Eichler, who you also know, uh, which I haven't got to listen to the podcast yet, but he had sent me a podcast about artificial intelligence and this guy who's one of the top minds in the world when it comes to to smart anything. Yeah. uh, He was asked, why haven't we started artificial intelligence yet like why aren't we seeing it yeah and the guy's almost like he almost treats it like you're talking about holy things right like he's like i don't think you understand what you're asking when you ask about ai i mean that is what everything we have this ipad doing right now and in the our iphone and instagram and he's like that doesn't even that pales in comparison to what actual a, a, a a device that has actual free intellect to think on its own. Yeah. Right. Knowledge of actually being, you have to think intelligence is also like, I think therefore I am. Yeah. Right. And so when you think about artificial intelligence, you would have to think of a robot having thoughts of its own, its own existence. Yeah. Right. Like a robot that can go like if my iPad right now is going, man, I'm alive right now. You know, like, we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. That's I'm not, not even close to existing. No. And I would argue it's it always be impossible. Yeah. To artificially yeah. create that. I think that. so. Yeah. I do. I think so. Yeah. And so when you think about when you think about consciousness, yeah, you have to understand the complexity of what you're talking about yeah. in consciousness, right? This is no small thing. And, and, and you mentioned that there was a debate between theists and atheists, mm-hmm. and a humble atheist would have said, "We just don't know yet." Sure. But if you like, let's say we ask an atheist, and this is a this is something that I've heard a long time ago, so this is not this is not original to me. But let's say we ask one of those atheists, the ones that were humble enough to say, "We don't know yet," and ask them, "But if it were possible to create consciousness, would you agree it would require intelligence?" Correct. Yes. And they'd have to say yes. Yeah. You, like if you say get a group a group of 5 of the most intelligent scientists, biologists, chemists, whatever needs to be in a room and a group of high school dropouts, mm-hmm. which group is more likely to get closer to creating artificial intelligence? Right. Which one would it be? Right. The scientists. Yeah. Why? Cuz intelligence. Yeah. So even 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 atheists would have to agree that it would it would require intelligence. Mm-hmm. To create life, yeah. To create consciousness, yeah. And what do we talk about in a couple episodes that we serve an intelligent yeah. being? Yeah. And intelligence can't come from non-intelligence. No. It just doesn't. It would. It would defy law itself, yeah. right? It's the same thing, like in laws of information. Information can't come from non-information. And if you even think, yeah. And I remember hearing this. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember what who it was. It may have been Stephen C. Meyer. Uh, but he was talking about DNA mm. and how in a single strand of DNA is enough information, right? 
programming, yeah. coding. Yeah. There's enough information in a single strand of DNA that if you could take it out and put it in books, it would be a stack of books from the earth to the moon in a single strand of DNA. And that's what makes us up. Wow. Dude. Right. That's a single strand out of how I don't even know how much I don't I don't even want to begin to try and think of how much DNA we have in us. Right. Yeah. But that's the amount of information that we're looking at just inside of our being, not to mention, honestly, the supernatural aspect of consciousness again, because. Listen, your brain is just a, a, a ball of meat inside yeah. your skull. Right. This yeah. has these electrical impulses, yeah. but a cloud has electrical impulses called lightning. A cloud is not thinking. Mm. Right. There is something beyond our natural realm. It is very that thinking is consciousness is supernatural. It is. It is. Yeah. It goes beyond what is physical. You cannot. I cannot grab a hold of my thoughts. Right. They're not tangible. Yeah. There's and, and even when we sleep. Right. When we sleep at night and we're dreaming. What in the world is a dream? Well, they go, oh, it's just our subconscious thoughts coming up. What is a sub? You know what a subconscious is? It's them going, we don't really know what it is. And so we're going to call it something that's beyond, below mm. conscious level, right? Yeah. So you're conscious, but there's something beyond, below what you're conscious of. And that is actually bringing up thoughts. Mind blown. Bible would call that a soul. It is. And that's supernatural. Man, dude. It's I feel just, like we could stop now. I, I got, I'm, just, I'm done right now. Yes, like, that's yeah, just enough for yeah. me. And, man, dude, uh, what was, one thing that I was going to say is, like, even in physics, I know this has nothing to do with biology necessarily, but it can. Yeah. One of the laws of physics is nothing can be created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. You can't create what didn't first exist. Yeah. You With your hands, yeah. you cannot. Yeah. Ask a physicist. Ask him. Yeah. He'll tell you you cannot. Mm -hmm. Even even our bodies is transformed, all right? It, if we get technical, it, we're produced from a sperm and an egg cell. Yeah. It, 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 we're transformed. Which that's coming up, people. And that's coming better, up. Yeah. We're, we're transformed. But our consciousness, no one on earth could create that for me. Mm -hmm. No one could because you can't create, just like you said, something out of nothing. What would you use? Right. Because it's yeah. not electrical coding because we're not computers. Yeah. We're a soul. Yeah. Or a conscience. And not only that, but like even what people nowadays call AI and like there there's there's very low levels of what people call AI, right? right? And supposedly right. but it's algorithms. Yes. It's if this happens, you respond like this. Yes. That's the coding they're throwing into a computer, mm -hmm. into an AI. If this happens, you do this. Yeah. If this happens, you then do this. But that computer could never say, you know what? This happened, so I want to do this. Yes. A computer nor a right. robot nor nothing could ever do that. Yeah. Because it's bound by its algorithm. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people might try and argue that we function the same way, but we don't. Yeah, no, we, we really don't. don't. We don't. Mm -hmm. So, the miracle of consciousness, which really could be the entire thing. Yeah. But we'll get a few more points in. Uh, second one, there's a communal factor to us. Yeah. As humans, right? Uh, we need fellowship. The greatest hell on earth is uh, uh, solitary confinement. Yeah. Right? In prison. In fact, uh, Desiring God just released an article called Me, Myself, and Lies, which is the danger of solitude. Mm. Right? And I agree, man. Solitude is a very dangerous thing for yeah. us if, 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 if prolonged. Um. But we do have a communal factor. There's a need for us to have friendships and companionships where some would say, well, yeah, that's that need. It's just survival instinct. No, it is not mm. right in prison. 
the survival instinct is to get in a gang, but that's not friendship. That's not companionship. Yeah. That's just so if someone shivs you, you they shiv them back, right? Yeah. That has nothing to do with actual community. No. That's protection. Yeah. Gigantic difference. Oh, yeah. But what you'll also know is people who are in prison for long periods of time, when they get out, what do they have to do? They have to be rehabilitated back yeah. into society because they don't know how to have that community. Yeah. They, they don't know how to function with in, in a conversation like this. They're So... We are communal beings because yeah. our God is a communal God, one God in three persons, yeah. right? And we did a whole Trinity episode. Yeah. So if you'll need to go back to episode or season one yeah. uh, and look at the, the the Holy Trinity, man, jump on that one because we are created in his image and likeness and we need others. And you know what? I was going to mention this at some point later, but I think it's good to mention it now. But I, I kind of wanted to touch on... What the Bible describes is the glory of humans, mm-hmm. the glory of our bodies, right? In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 40, um, and just a little bit of context here, Paul's talking about the resurrection. Yeah. And he's comparing the resurrection to cer- certain aspects of life, such as a plant uh, and, and things of that. And so uh, he's saying that we are in this body now, but that there's another type of body. There's a mm-hmm. heavenly body. And so I would re- really encourage you to read all of 1 Corinthians 15, but in verse 40 specifically, Paul says that there are bodies in heaven and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun is one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. So when you read that, you have to know and assume there's glory that's been given to us. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, what is that glory? Because yeah. if you don't ask yourself, what is that glory? You're the same as an animal. Right. You're the same as a plant. Yeah. But when you say, you know what? There is glory that God has given, not for us to be glorified. There's a difference right. between glory being handed to yeah. us and us being glorified. We don't deserve glorification. No. If anyone glorifies us, it'll be God whenever we are resurrected into yes. our glorified bodies. Yeah. That's what that means. But what is our glory? And when I was reading this, I kind of came up with three points. And we already t- kind of talked about it, but I'm kind of like summing it up. The very first glory that we're given as as humans, not just as creation, mm-hmm. as humans, is that we hold the capacity to show goodness, mm-hmm. justice, mercy, self-control, compassion, empathy, love, self, already said yeah. self-control. And that's all characteristics of God. Exactly. Yes. Which is why Genesis 1 says we bear his image. Yes. And that's exactly why I said we hold the capacity mm-hmm. because sometimes we don't always show goodness. Right. We don't right. always show love. We don't always show self-control. But this is God's image because he is love. Man, he is compassion. We got to remember that toward the end. Okay, I will. Yeah. I'll remember that. The second thing that the second glory that I kind of came up with, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure you could even think of a couple more on the spot. This is kind of just what God gave me, but is we're given authority mm-hmm. and we're given dominion yeah. Yeah. over earthly creation. Yeah. Some people are like, no, like we don't get authority. Jesus has all the authority. Like, you're right. Yeah, Jesus has authority, but in his authority, he gave us authority. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just because there's a president doesn't mean that Not a vice president. Still got everybody under them. Exactly. And so we're given authority over earthly creation. This is God's image because he has authority and dominion over all of creation. Whether that's earthly, natural, supernatural, Mm. spiritual, all that, all the above. The third glory I kind of thought of is exactly what you just mentioned right now is fellowship. Yeah. We, that's a glory given to human beings. We are called to love 
others and build relationships with others guys like i'm saying guys if <laughs> <laughs> like in front of guys right <laughs> but um oh, man. when i when daniel if i like pat you on the back i'm like dude daniel freaking love you man you're my best friend right we get along very well yeah you're gonna see a dog do the same thing to another dog like right. hey dude you're my best friend i can yeah. open up to you about my secrets man yeah. you know exactly what's going on you've counseled me no 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 Mm-mm. When you get married, God willing, when we get married, you're yeah. going to tell your wife, you know what? I think you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. There's nothing on earth that could come between us. It, you know, obviously other than God. But does a dog tell his wife, right? I love you so much. Yeah. Like, you're just beautiful. I fell in love with you the moment. Like, a dog doesn't say nah. that. They mate because of reproductive instincts. And, yeah. and God has given us the duty to reproduce as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like we talked about in our last podcast, we've been giving the beauty of enjoyment of yeah. sex, but yeah. also of the fellowship between us. That is God's. So how is this God's image? Because he has lived in joyful and perfect relationship eternally. Yeah. Being the triune God, you yeah. know, and that we just mentioned that. So that's kind of what I wanted to mention. I feel like it ties in yeah. really well with Imago Day, yeah. being God's image and bearers. You, I mean, you covered quite a few of the points there, which is actually perfect. Uh, the only thing I'd say, not that I don't think, I think you hit it, but just to cover it a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, conscience conscience of right and wrong right yeah. so the, the ability to know right and wrong to have guilt and shame when we yeah. do wrong uh and you know this comes back to one of those things c.s lewis actually did a great piece on this in uh mere christianity mm. because he talks about um i'm trying to think of how to best explain this he talks about the law of nature and how we know right from wrong and and all these various things and he says you know some would call that instinct right mm. But the downside is if like if I can't swim well, right? And yeah. We talked about this, but if I couldn't swim well and someone was drowning yeah. and I'm there, I'm the only one there. Mm-hmm. Instinct is going to be fear because yeah. I'm not a good swimmer. And if I get in, I might die. Self-preservation. Yeah. yeah. But there's going to be a second voice that rises up mm. and it's going to say the honorable thing to do is to lay down your life. For your friend yeah. oh, that yeah. is not instinct Mm-mm. we have an, a different voice inside yeah that calls us to do something beyond instinct alone we yeah. have instinct but we have something else yeah right and so in all of it and and i love he also talks about like the different uh you could i guess you could say instincts uh such as making love right yeah. there's the instinct for sex there's the instinct to fight there's the instinct and even with those he says listen the instinct to fight is not wrong. Mm-hmm. It, to say the instinct to fight is wrong is to say that this key of the piano is wrong. Mm. The key of the piano isn't wrong. It can just be used out of, out of tune, out of harmony. Out of time. Yes. The instinct to fight can be right, such as a husband fighting for his wife. Because uh, I, I promise you right now, if I'm married and some dude grabs up on my woman, <laughs> they're going down, bro. I'm going to meet him yeah. with my fist. Yeah. And so... There's a there's a proper instinct to oh, yeah. fight against tyranny. You know, yeah. all these things fit in their place. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, when you look at instinct, you can't just say, "Well, we do that because it's instinct." Yeah. And John Lennox at a Veritas forum at A and M would even say about instinct. He goes, well, "What is that? You know what instinct is? Mm. We don't know. Yeah. So we just call it instinct. Why do they do that? Uh, instinct." Well, we were kind of just born with that. Right. Yeah. So you label it instinct and then people go, oh, okay. But no one thinks, well, what in the world is instinct and where did that come from? Yeah. Right. And listen, 
we could go a lot into that, and I'm gonna go crazy if we do. Yeah, so I was not. gonna say I'm like I can ask yeah. a lot of you questions. Get me, I'll start talking about some animals right now that in you go, how does it know that, yeah. right? But man, we'll be going ham. So we're not gonna do that. But the conscience, the the knowledge of right and wrong, mm-hmm. is such a a beautiful uh, facet of being yeah. a human being. And so all that being said, Gama, I think you covered the rest really well, so I'm not going to keep going on that. Mm. Uh, But if you look at the end of Genesis 1, it says, Then God looked over all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Not just good. Very. Boy, put that in there. Very good. Very good. So when we think about that, and you know, there's a lot that could be said about that, but uh, here's what we know. All of creation at this point is very good, and that may even include the angelic race yeah which would mean satan has not yet fallen Mm. right it's possible so at the point of creation god looks at all that he created and it was very good and now that's an important phrase right because when he says very good uh he's not talking about uh the headphones that gamma's holding in his hand as good right because if if we say those headphones are good we're saying they are they their quality inspection passes Mm. When it says God looked at it and said it was very good, it means that he's taking pleasure in it. Yeah. He's delighting in it. Oh, yeah. He's singing his praises over it the same way a husband would sing praises over his new bride. Yeah. Right? And so uh, the dilemma is what happens in Genesis 3. Yep. Right? And when God, like we mentioned earlier, Adam and Eve were created to reign, right? Yeah. And to to multiply and to to cultivate. They were the federal head of the material creation. Yeah. And so in Genesis 3, when they sinned, they brought sin into the creation, which is why Romans 8 says that the whole creation's groaning for the sons of God to be revealed, right? Yeah. Because it's been brought unwillingly. Yeah. The creation is brought in, into subject to decay and, and sin as well. Yeah. And so sin has come in uh, and it has shattered. Yeah. It has shattered the Imago Dei. Just like you said, we have the capacity mm-hmm. to show these attributes. Yeah. We fail miserably. Oh, yeah. Miserably. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, the best example, having to hit, hit up our boy Edgar again, you'll never have to teach a child how to do bad. Yeah. Ever. Man, we are prone to it. I remember when I was like four years old. Uh in our living room, we had, I, in, uh, it was in like pre-K, I guess. I made yeah. this little paper thing that you put around a candle. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. And I drew on it terrible drawings, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but it was for Thanksgiving. And it was around a candle one day in the living room. My mom was in the bedroom. And I thought, how cool would it be if I took that little piece of paper and put it over that candle? <laughs> and I did. And it lit on fire. And I freaked out. So I threw it on the carpet floor. <laughs> and I just start screaming fire, right? <laughs> And so my mom has to come out and stomp it out. But, man, you don't have to ask me to do mischief. No. I'm like, how can I be mischievous? You yeah. know, like it's in our nature to be that way because it's how sin is corrupt. Where we should have been protectors and cultivators and 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 bringing flourishing yes. everywhere we go. You read this list in Romans 3 that it's nothing but destruction in our paths. Yeah. Right? And it, to my understanding... Garden of Eden wasn't bound by anything. Mm. 
like, because people ask the question, would we have still existed if Adam and Eve didn't fall? I'm like, I mean, God told him to reproduce yeah. before they fell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they had to have kids. The uh, rep- Reproduction didn't come because of sin. Mm. The pains of reproduction to a yes. woman came because of sin. And death. And death. And yeah. so we would have been here, but, and if you ask yourself, okay, well, all the people that have ever existed, will we have fit in the earth? Garden of Eden does not fit the description that we understand the earth to be right now, right. which is why they got casted out of yeah. it. They got casted. And what, what happened? Bounds and restrictions were placed on humanity. And if we were bound to working for our food and if women were bound to the pain, uh, then wouldn't the earth probably have also been bound so that we can't reproduce more than we should? Because yeah. when we do tower of Babel, yeah. we try to find a way Man, to say, you know what? Power trip. Exactly. Yep. So, and that, you see, that brings a good point because mm-hmm. now you got to beg the question, why do we, we do crave, right? The tower yeah. of Babel happens because we still crave the ability to reign. Yeah. But what we find in ourselves is that we're actually being controlled by some other force, Yeah. which is sin, mm-hmm. right? But there's still this, this need within us, right? So Genesis one, that repetitious phrase yeah. that God saw what he created and it was good. It was good. It was yeah. good. It was good. It was very good. Yeah. Well, now every human being knows I'm not. Yeah. Right? I what? And here's the thing. You go to any humanitarian source in the world, secular humanist, right? Why are they doing good? So they can feel better about themselves because there's this deep insinuated feeling that I'm not good. You know, in the youth ministry right now, I'm really, I'm, I'm I, like, I'm taking the hammer of Thor to this whole mentality yeah. of I am enough. Mm. No, you're not. And if you were, this is what I always post to them because some, some of them get offended, right? You yeah. say that and they're like, how dare you? Yeah. But here's the reality. If you really were enough, you would not even need to tell yourself that. Yeah. You have that's a hole true. in you that's making you go, no, I'm enough. No, I'm enough. You know, trying yeah. to constantly fill that void because you know that you're not. I've got friends that go through breakups and their, their ability or their, their way of coping with it is to go, well, I'm a great person. I'm like, no, you're not. Mm. No, you're not. <laughs> Right? Let's accept reality. Yeah, if you were so great, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have broken up with it, you know? Unless they're terrible, but I promise it's not all them. Let's not play that game. Nah. We have, we, we, the the banner that God had sung as good over his creation, over us, his Imago Dei, has been removed, and we are craving that banner again. Yeah. And so we're running after everything we can in hopes to feel good. Yeah. But the problem is we don't have it. And so what follows instead is all this despair from guilt and shame. Because as scripture says it, we have we're, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And as we've defined before, what exactly is sin is to miss the mark. Yeah. It's that God had a purpose for humanity that we are not. No, we're not. We're lower than that. Yeah. And so all of us suffer from it. Now, now my favorite part. I don't know. I do love talking about sin. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But the gospel, man. Man. So I do want to point out one thing, Gama, that I didn't put in the notes. Um, in So in uh, Genesis 1, it, it says that God created man in his image and likeness, right? Now, here's one thing we always, 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 always have to make sure that we push. Genesis 1, 26 through 31 in the creation of Adam and Eve is meant to be a foreshadow of Christ. 
right? Adam and Eve were never the point of creation, ever. Yeah. Adam and Eve were created. We read Genesis 1 in order to see Christ. Yeah. Because just as they were created in the image and likeness of God, listen to Hebrews 1, 3, the son being Jesus radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, right? In other words, as, as uh, I like how the ESV puts it. I'm in NLT right now. Uh, as the ESV puts it, it says he's the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. Yeah. Right? Adam is an imprint of God. Adam's an imprint of him. But Jesus is the true exact imprint. And so when we look at the creation of Adam and Eve, we have to understand that that was meant to show us of yeah. one who would come later. What 1 Corinthians 15, as you mentioned earlier, would say that he's the second Adam, mm. right? As Romans 5 would say, he's a type of the one who is to come. Adam was a type of the one who is to come. Yeah. And so what we see in the gospel, one, is that God came as a man. He entered flesh. That in and of itself, my gosh, it... it the Gnostic religion yeah. blows my mind that they would say that matter and material is evil. Yeah. Listen, everyone, please hear this. Currently, right now, Jesus Christ is still in a human body. That dude rose up in a body. He is sitting in heaven right now yeah. in flesh. And he has the ability to make that flesh disappear or come back in. He can he can do whatever he wants with it. And when he returns, he's not returning as giant Jesus. He's returning. My guess, Gamma, honestly, would probably be about your height, your size. Hey. Right? Think about that. Think about that. First century <laughs> Jesus, right? Raising the dead, walking in at yeah. probably Gamma's size. Yeah, I mean, you know? because when he resurrected, he, appeared, he appeared to his uh, disciples. He yeah. said, look, feel. Feel. Feel it. Give me a fish. I'm going to eat it with you. Yeah. Right? All that. Why? To show that, man, I didn't do away with the flesh. I'm glorifying it. Mm. I'm bringing it back to what it was intended to be. Dude, can I read this? Yes, please do. It says, 1 Corinthians 15, 50. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, mm. but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are still living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Boom. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die this scripture will be fulfilled death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting yes for the sin for sin is a sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power but thank god he gives us victory over sin and death through our lord jesus christ yep. man <laughs> and how so now how did he do it? Second Corinthians five twenty one, God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that yeah. we could be made right with God through Christ. Right. Yeah. Everything you just read is the restoration yeah. of our life, of our bodies in Christ. But in order for that to happen, yeah, Christ had to bear our death, bear our decay, bear our sin, bear our sickness, bear everything that should staple us to the grave and to destruction. Christ bore it on himself on the cross. It says, he who knew no sin mm. 
was made sin mm. so that we could become the righteousness of yes, God. Sir. So he who was righteous yep. became sin so that we who are sinful could can become, become righteous. the righteousness yep. of God yep. himself. And that's what First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, yeah. that in Christ, I'm sorry, Christ being the wisdom of God, yeah. right? But he's also our righteousness, our sanctification, and yeah. our redemption. He's not, Paul doesn't say that he's some, he says he is our righteousness. Not that he he teaches us, right? He is. Yes, he that's is. so important. Yes, and we, so when we, in, in, in the same way, listen, in the same way that in order for Jacob to get the blessing from his father Isaac, he had to robe himself in goat skin so that he would appear to be Esau, <laughs> is the same way we have to be robed in the righteousness of Christ to receive the blessing of the inheritance of, of the kingdom. Wow. Right? It's a perfect analogy. Yeah. So, uh, Colossians 1, 19-22. For God in all, listen to this, not some of, for God in all, all of his fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him, God reconciled everything to himself. Mm. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. Uh, in I thought it was in this verse. Maybe it's just a different translation, but it would say that we're in Christ. We're made holy, blameless and above reproach, mm. right? That's what the blood has offered for us. So where sin shattered the Imago Dei, Christ first and foremost yeah. has restored it before God. So when we stand before God, though, though still broken here in this life, yeah, before God, we're seen as holy, blameless, and above reproach mm. because Christ's label is on us. And so this also is in the notes, but I thought about it um, as we were kind of working through this. I want to make sure, listen, it's vital that we give a call to repentance, yeah. right? Uh, Luke chapter 20, and I, th I feel like this goes in line with this whole image-bearing yeah. thing. Luke chapter 20. Uh, starting in verse 20, Luke writes this. He says, watching for their opportunity, the leaders sent spies pretending to be honest men. They tried to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so that he would so that he would arrest Jesus. Teacher, they said, we know that you speak and teach what is right and are in are not influenced by what others think. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw their trickery and said, show me the Roman coin whose picture and title are stamped on it. Caesar's, they replied. Well, then he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So they failed to trap him by what he said in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer wow. and they became silent for the longest time. I was like, what are they so amazed by? Like, I don't get it. And then it dawned on me the comparison he's making. The coin belongs to Caesar because Caesar's image is on it. Yeah. In the same way God's image oh. is on us. So he's saying, listen, give that coin to Caesar because it belongs to him. God's image is on you. Give it to God. Whoa. Yes. yes. Dang, so dude. So we have to, what you mentioned earlier, right, about this whole capacity. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Having this capacity uh, to, to do these particular things. Yeah. 
to submit to God, to give to God what is God's is to say, God, that is the lifestyle. That's the character that you created me to be. Let's not even talk lifestyle. Let's talk character. Yeah. Because that includes your private life. Yeah. That's the character you created me to be, which means to submit to you is to say, God, I want to give you my heart that you would make it into that exact thing. Yeah. Right. And so we have to, we, we have to repent from trying to be our own God to from being our own, whatever, from seeking our own glory to seeking God's in living out what he's created us to be. And it only comes through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so that's where we have this new label right? That's given to us. So what does the gospel do for us? It redeems us. It pays the debt for our sins so that we can be reconciled. But what does it do in us? Well, one, it changes our label. It restores to us that need for the title of good. Yeah. Right. Um, Ephesians one, four, uh, or I'm sorry, Matthew three, 17. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Right. What is, why does that, that, like that's said to Jesus right after his baptism, but it now applies to us because we're in Christ. Mm. And so where we were once children of father, the devil and children of wrath, according to John 8, 44 and and, Ephesians. uh, Ephesians two, now God looks at us seeing Christ and says, you're my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter who brings me great joy. Ephesians one, four, even before the world was made, God loved us and chose us to be in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Colossians 1.22, this verse I was looking for earlier. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless and stand before him without a single fault. Right? So we do. We stand before God recreated in perfection. But not only that, it also restores in us the Imago Dei. Yep. Right? Uh, going back to the capacity thing. I'm obsessed with that right yeah. now. Right? Uh <laughs> Ephesians 2.10, that we're his yeah. workmanship, we're yeah. his masterpiece. Now, he's not talking about all people. Yeah, He's specifically talking about those who are in Christ. Yep. We are his masterpiece, mm. having been recreated in Christ, yeah. made anew in yeah. Christ for the good works that God prepared for us long ago. Yeah, And so, man, I'm getting crazy in my hands. I'm, I feel like I'm going <laughs> to smack somebody, right? <laughs> uh, but so we have that. Right, the restoration of the Imago Dei takes place in Christ because He's recreated, He's made us anew in Him, and yeah. so Ephesians four. I maybe stop me mm. at any point if, if no, I'm you're going too crazy. Going, here. Ephesians four twenty one through twenty four. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And then yeah. lastly, Romans 8, verses 19 through 21, for all creation, listen to that, all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Yeah, Man, what we were created to be is such a high and lofty calling. It is, it's so valuable oh, yeah. to be a human being. Do not listen. Do not settle for the animal pleasures mm-hmm. that sin tells us yeah. are, the, are the greatest things, right? They're fleeting pleasures. Yep. 
when you, you some, yeah, okay. when you see life the way it's supposed to be seen, everything you looked toward should now point you to Christ. Yes. Ooh, got a chill. On <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if you were looking to seek goodness in yourself, you should now be able to see Christ is my goodness. Mm. So I should not seek to, I mean, you, you should be in all your efforts, do good in all your efforts, do good, but never be like, I need to become good. You won't, Mm -hmm. but you'll have someone who is good. If you saw the pleasures of, of sex and weed and drugs and partying and, and you're like, man, it's just because I feel different when I'm in the presence of that. Right. Well, guess what? You'll feel renewed, mm. joyful when you're in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Like everything that you were looking for, it's because we've talked about it in past podcasts, like you have a God-shaped hole mm-hmm. and you're trying to fill it with not just one, two, three, four, five things of this world. You're trying to cram it with so much things yeah. because it's a God-sized yeah. shape hole. Yeah. And so what I want to encourage you is to see life and not say because sin will suppress life mm-hmm. it's like you're just whatever like and i mean i don't want to talk about it because it's gonna be it's gonna be our future podcast but even with like things like abortion yeah i mean even things with like sex yeah even things like oh no don't look at that but even some of the most passionate secular humanitarian human how do you say human humanitarian human, yeah hum, yeah or secular humanist yeah, yeah secular humanist what they do is they'll like oh, okay we got to preserve and do good social justice all this stuff mm-hmm. and they fail to see that they're trying to do good and claim that good doesn't come from anywhere beyond yeah. us they're robbing god of his glory. they're robbing god of his glory and so one thing that i has really stuck with me was an argument that a, a secular vegan was trying to give. So, I mean, veganism isn't a matter of Christian or not no, Christian. No. You know, that that has nothing. Don't get me wrong. If you're a vegan and Christian, glory to God that yeah. you're eating healthy. I mean, right? Or right. some people just feel a lot of, like, hurt because of what peop- what huge high-end manufacturing industrial companies do to, to animals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I heard someone say, give an argument. It was a, it was an in, it was a in a way it was an invalid argument on both ends. But one of the guys said, "Okay, well, it's okay to kill animals because that's what animals do. I mean, animals animals even do it to each other. Mm-hmm. They kill each other for food." Uh, and then the the vegan has said, oh, "Okay, so we're gonna look at animals for advice for us. I mean, because they also rape each other." All right. They also mistreat. They also betray each other. Yeah. And so that argument in itself is saying we're higher than animals. Yeah. Like they fail to see that we're higher than animals, yeah. but sin, the Satan blinds them mm-hmm. of all this stuff. And I want to encourage you, listen to the secular arguments that they give for justification. Yeah. Look at the secular arguments and you'll see, man, you're all you're trying to do is rob it from God and you're yeah. doing a very bad job at yeah. it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of I, I don't know how to necessarily express that. But I would, what I'm trying to express is that the world is not that the world fails to see what life is. Mm-hmm. Is that they fail to see that God is the one that gave life yes. and gave it value. And gave us the capacity to be like him. Yes. Not like the animals. Exactly. Right? And when we, especially from a secular, if you're yeah. a secular humanist or whatever, yeah. man, you're trying to display goodness and display compassion, display love and all this stuff and go look at how great. I am. Yeah. Let me show how good humanity is. And yeah. but then you're saying that we didn't receive those very attributes and ability from God. Yeah. That's it's a travesty, man, to to rob him of his glory and it's the greatest punishment. 
right? And it's gotten to a point where it seems illogical mm-hmm. to apply the beauty of, of nature, the beauty of life, the beauty of humanity, and just say, you know what? God does not exist. Yeah. At this point, and if you're listening to us and you've made it through this, what is it, six episodes of yeah. the value of life, and you should agree with me and yeah. Daniel when we say it has become illogical. Yeah. To say God does not exist. Yeah. And that God did not create all this. On that note, aside from the possibility of something gigantic coming up that I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about this. Next week, I I look to... to, We're hoping to talk about life in the womb, right? What's the the miracle of conception? Yeah. Uh, And just so you all know, with the whole Roe versus Wade, this isn't like... We're not being timely with that. It's been in the plan. It just so happens that all that (laughs) happened also. Yeah. But... It is what it is. The Honestly, point, that was one of the main reasons why we started this yeah, series, Value yeah. of Life. Yeah. yeah, to start looking at things like that. And so um, just keep, we're not taking a political platform. No. Um, I, I would argue that. I could get. Oh, yeah. I could. We could. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, I could get a little. Poli- I'm not a political person. I'm not either. I hate politics. Yeah. yeah. But some stuff that has been going on in the political system, I could get very political with yeah. it and say, mm. Yeah. But we're not going to. No, nah, no. Nah. So just know that next week as we move into it, the point the point is the beauty of life. Yeah. Right? And so And to see it through the lens of scripture. Yeah. That's what we like to do. Yeah. And so hopefully it's encouraging for everybody. Yeah. Um, just so you can know what you were like when you were in the womb, right? Yeah. So And how beautiful that was. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could go back. Man. I don't like <laughs> right? being I don't like do being out here. Gosh. <laughs> um, but that's it for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same. same. Yeah. So uh, we can wrap it up, man. We'll pray. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, you have blessed us so far beyond what we can even understand. If we could even grasp how fortunate we are that you have made us human. And yet that pales in comparison to the high calling that you've called us to know you. Lord, we sleep on the greatest gift of all, which is the knowledge of you. You've made us to be like you and to walk with you. And we've traded you for so many things. Father, I pray you awaken our hearts and our minds to the truth of who you are, to the glory of Christ and what he's accomplished. And that by your spirit, you would continually renew our hearts and minds in that truth so that we would not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but that we would be transformed by that renewing of our minds so that we would live a life that is acceptable and pleasing unto you. Lord, so many people can look at us and tell all kinds of things about us, but can they look at us and know that we walk with you? I pray that be the most obvious factor. When we walk in any room, in any place, in any facility, people look at us and go, they must know Christ. So be glorified in that, Lord, by your power. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, next week. See you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this podcast has served as a blessing to you. If you want to contact us or want more information, visit our website at storehousemedia.org or follow us on all social media platforms at Storehouse Media. Until next time, grace and peace.